0: Welcome back to the Rest of Season Rankings Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Seifter, and I am joined, as I always am, by my co-host, Bart Wheeler. Bart, how you doing? I'm doing great here on a
1: Thursday night. Got the NFL draft on. I'm going to try not to talk about too much football. I want to try to focus on baseball here. I've I've got some baseball in my mind, and I've been watching some games here, and weather's getting nice and warm, and I wanted to talk about some stadiums. You know I've been wanting to talk about stadiums. Okay. <laughs> I so, know.
0: It's a, it's, it's a uh, passion of yours. I mean, it's a passion of mine too, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Well, I know your your, your co-host uh, from last year, Lauren, had a goal to go to every major league stadium, right? And I've had that thought as well. And I've actually gone to quite a few. Um, the way I look at it is like, take the 30 teams, break it up into cities, because I've gone to some that are like the old stadium. I've actually gone to 17 and I haven't gone to 13. So I wanted to run through the 17 I've gone to, and I wanted to ask you, like, maybe what your favorite is you've gone to. So I'll run through them real quick. So I've gone to both stadiums in New York, both old ones, Old Yankee Stadium and Shea. Obviously, I've been to Camden many, many times, been to Fenway a couple times. Kansas City, I've been to Kaufman, Cleveland, the Jake, or whatever they call it now. Um, I've been to both Chicago stadiums, Wrigley and Comiskey or whatever they call that one now. Guaranteed rate field, I believe. (laughs) I've been to Houston, the Astrodome. So I haven't been even to, you know, Minute Maid Park or whatnot. I've been to Dodger Stadium. Been to Nats Park. I've been to Miami, but not the new one. I went to the old Joe Robbie pro player when the Dolphins also played there. San Francisco, AT&T Park, which is one of my favorites. Went there in July and it was cold. So cold. Um, Arizona Field. Arizona, I guess it was Chase Field at the time. Colorado, I've been a couple times of course, uh, and I've been to Oakland. I went to Oakland on opening day about five years ago, and I've been to Seattle Safeco. So those are my 17. And uh, Camden holds a special place in my heart, of course. I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite, but I'll I can say it is, you know. But what about you? How many how many stadiums have you been to or if you don't know off the top of your head, which you probably don't, what's your favorite?
0: <laughs> I definitely don't know off the top of my head. Uh, my favorite is is definitely Fenway Park. I mean, you, you're not going to be surprised to know that. It's far sure. and away the best. And Wrigley is my second favorite. I, I just, I love the classic parks. Um, I mean, I, I did love going to the old Yankee Stadium before uh, before they, they moved into that that fancy new one that I haven't been to yet. Um, yeah. I, I also loved the old Tiger Stadium. That was a really fun stadium like if you would sit in the grandstands in the outfield like you're actually you were actually like over the field like it was hanging over the field it was so cool and uh I was there for like the final game ever at Tiger Stadium and I I stole some of the dirt (laughs) I was in college and I just (laughs) I kept it in a cup in my dorm room (laughs) for like a year and then I was like what am I doing with this dirt? And I just threw it away after like a year. That's what you do (laughs) in college, right? You hold on to stuff and then you're like, yeah, what am I doing? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I love Camden. Uh, you know, it's very, as far as like those ones that were built in the nineties, I think Mm -hmm. Camden is, is great. I mean, progressive field slash the Jake is also Mm -hmm. great. Uh, cores is really nice stadium too. So I've really enjoyed all of those. Um, I I gotta say the worst stadium that I've been to uh, is is that Arizona Chase Field whatever they call it now I yeah I really really did not like the atmosphere in that stadium it just felt like very stale like um, yeah like like an air hanger or something you know what I mean
1: yeah I do know what you mean because I, I felt like when I went it was obviously like middle of the summer or something and it was 120 degrees outside probably and you go in there and it's like all air conditioned and yeah the vibe was just not not great didn't feel like a real Baseball game, Um, but you mentioned you mentioned Detroit and some of those Midwest. Like that's the area that I need to hit up, and I've been trying to convince my wife to like maybe one day in the near future to do like a, a road trip, or maybe we fly up to Detroit and rent an RV and do like a little mini tour and go to some of those, you know, hit up the hit up Minneapolis or Milwaukee, some of those up there.
0: Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, there's also a bunch of stadiums where I've like been right outside them, but not in them, and I think Target Field is one of them. Actually, Minute Maid is another. Yep. and uh and uh petco uh, in San Diego as well that one you can actually like stand in the outfield and you can like look right into the stadium so it's yep. like I almost felt like I was in the stadium but
1: I, yeah but, I stayed I stayed at the Marriott there in San Diego one time and you can they have a rooftop bar and you can see into the stadium so yeah I haven't yeah. been to a game there but I've been real close nice looking stadium there
0: for sure and a couple other nice ones all through I mean first of all Going with the classic park thing, I love Dodger Stadium, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just such a throwback. It feels so 1960s, you know? I feel like I'm going to see, like, Jackie Kennedy in <laughs> in the bleachers or something. I don't know. It's just it's a cool place. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the Giants Park is, is beautiful, and so is the Pirates. Both of those are great stadiums as well. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know exactly how my bid to. I'll have to check my math, but it's probably a similar number to you.
1: Yeah, sounds about right. I I need to get to Pittsburgh. I need to get to Atlanta. Like, there's certain ones that I'm like, gosh, they're they're pretty close. They're East Coast. Like, I need to make a trip and and get to some of these. So,
0: hey, man, let's go together. I know. We can can record a podcast live from uh, (laughs) Atlanta Stadium. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Uh, So, that that was a good little uh, chat there, but we got business to attend to, my friend. It's, it's it. Thursday night here on the East Coast, and that means it's time to talk about some movers and shakers. And we have new rankings hot off the presses up at rosrankings.com. Uh, we now are up to about 440 players ranked uh, for rest of season value. Uh, so you can go up on the site. It's got fun little uh, gadgets you can sort by different positions. You can read our player notes that we did in the preseason. Uh, to give you a kind of bigger picture of what we were looking for for these players. Um, but today, we're going to dig into it, and we are going to talk about... Um, we're going to focus a little more on the high-end guys today, you know, yeah. we and we're going to focus on hitters this week. We're going we're gonna to talk about pitchers next week, but, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about waiver wire ads. We've been talking a lot about guys who went from unranked to, like, 200 in our rankings, but tonight, we're going to look at that, like, top 100 guys. We're going to dig in, and we're going to look at some of the guys who are off to a slow start and how concerned we are about them. And then we're going to look at a few guys as well who are off to a really hot start and whether we are buying the breakout uh, with those guys. So I'll kick us off here. I mean, we have to start before anything talking about Ronald Acuna, who is making his season debut tonight as we speak. Um, he came back quicker than expected. So if you if you took the gamble and drafted him uh, in your in your redraft league this season, I think he probably made a great decision because he ended up only missing a few weeks here. And the thing that really got my attention was he said that if there's anything he should be even better at now, after the surgery it's speed because he's been working (laughs) on his legs and getting them into tip top shape. So, uh, you know, the concern was would he steal bases after that ACL injury, but it, it now sounds like he wants to steal maybe even more bases than usual.
1: Yeah, gosh, love to hear that, because that's, and he he started at leadoff, he's over 2 right now as we're talking, but yeah, he's right there oh, in the Oh, sell, spot. Sell. <laughs> sell. Sell him. He's right there in the leadoff spot. Yeah, I'm excited, I, I actually drafted Acuna uh, in my league, and um, I'm excited that he's back. I actually couldn't activate him tonight, because I have too many IL spots, and we do the IL thing where it's like, I have to drop someone to, you know, put him in there tomorrow, so he'll be in my lineup tomorrow, so. Hey, So go you're secretly happy he's 0 for 2. Yeah, go 0 for 3, 0 for 4. That's fine. Get you know, get the rust off, and I'll get you in the lineup tomorrow, Ronald. Oh,
0: dude, that's <laughs> reminding me of I've been having this annoying thing with Kyle Tucker lately. You know, um I didn't even put him in the uh in the concern a meter here because right. I you know, all of his underlying numbers were like this is gonna turn around. He's he's like the same hitter he was last season. He's just having awful look just like he did at the beginning of last season. Right. But um Yahoo yesterday <laughs> told like on the app it said he was going to be out so I put him on my bench and then he ended up playing and driving in three runs. So I was really pissed about that. <laughs> and then tonight he was out for real, so I took him out of my lineup again. And he came in and pinch hit and hit a home run
1: so my goodness yeah
0: I'm just like and my meanwhile my offense is like struggling terribly in this league and then I'm like throwing stats away with with Kyle Tucker it's very it's very frustrating right now
1: that is frustrating That, that happened to me uh last week I think a little bit with uh Julio Rodriguez he was getting all these stolen bases on my bench and like meanwhile I had guys who were not playing in my lineup and I just didn't you know look at it in time to see that they were out and it's, it's, it's hard to you know with daily lineup adjustments to just get in there every day and make sure especially while you're trying to make dinner and get kids to bed and you got seven o'clock <laughs> times on the East Coast uh, yeah it can be tough sometimes.
0: Yeah, especially when they tell you something that's not true Yahoo <laughs> that too man I'm So not you mentioned
1: Kyle you mentioned Kyle Tucker he was a little bit of a slow starter but we've got a we've got a list of some other slow starters you want you want to get into them first?
0: Yeah let's do that. So uh, one guy that I think we need to talk about is Marcus Simeon. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think in the preseason, you and I were kind of on the same page with this. It was sort of like the, he wasn't going to be quite as good as last season, but he had been great in 2019. He was great again in 2021. He was not good in 2020, but essentially like because we had seen it twice, I feel like we were both like fairly optimistic uh, that he'd be good (laughs) this season. Um, No, he was changing teams again, but not changing leagues, so wasn't going to be dealing with a whole bunch of new pitchers he hadn't faced before or anything like that so much. Um, you know, there can be an adjustment anyway, just changing teams, but uh it's been brutal for him so far. He's hitting 167, uh, hasn't hit a home run yet. Does have a couple steals, but uh it's just it's been bad. And the underlying numbers for him are don't really give you a lot of reason for optimism. I mean, his 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 batting average is one sixty seven, but according to Stackhouse, his expected batting average is only one eighty one, which is not a lot better. Yeah. Uh, his average exit velocity is eighty five point four miles per hour, which is down sizably from uh last season. I, I you know, it's it's still a small sample size, so I don't wanna overreact to this, but um I just I you know, I get sometimes when these guys switch teams, it just it doesn't work out so well, at least not in year one. And I'm starting to feel kind of concerned that's the case with simeon
1: yeah and you know his teammate Corey seager's been off to a little bit of a slow start too um but yeah it's 18 games we definitely need to give these guys a little bit of benefit of the doubt because like you said like he did this in oakland which was also you know not a hitter's park and he did he had some you know a couple great seasons there he had 33 home runs in 2019 so like he's done it before he's switching teams but it's definitely uh, there's some room to be concerned, but if you're a Marcus Simeon owner, you kind of hang on. And there's some other shortstops out. I mean, shortstop is deep. So like, if you want to bench him for a week, plug someone else in. Like, pick someone else up, or maybe you have someone. You know, you picked up Dansby Swanson last year or last week in your league. So like, yeah, there's guys out there. Um, so you there, you can play someone else while you wait on him. Maybe bench him for a week.
0: Yeah, I'm not I w- I'm not recommending people drop him. I just, of course not. I'm starting to <laughs> I'm starting to think that he might have a bit of a down year though i I, that's the thing for me i'm you know because we have to i know we say it's early but we're now at the end of april so we're now like a sixth of the way into the season it starts to at a certain point you have to start to look at these things a little bit more seriously and um the fact that the underlying numbers are also bad is the problem for me because like a guy like kyle tucker who's struggling i'm not at all worried because the underlying numbers are great you know but that's not really the case with Simeon. Uh, it's honestly even even Corey Seager I have I feel better about him I mean his expected batting average according to StatCast is 297 so like he's basically doing what he always does is you know um, he's hitting the ball the way he usually does for the most part Uh, his launch angle is up a lot which is interesting but that could just be a small sample of statistical noise but I know he just hit a home run today I believe uh, his second of the year so I'm not I'm not as worried about Seager as I am about Simeon. Um, I do think Simeon has a lot more upside than Seager though. I mean, Seager is sort of a limited player. We know what he is. He's, I think he's a 300 hitter, but uh, you're looking at maybe 20 home runs and no steal. So it's, uh, it's only so much you get there. Well, hey, on the bright
1: side, I'm looking at last year in March and April and Simeon in 24 games. So he's played 18 now in 24 games. He was batting 211. He had six stolen bases, which was the most for, of any month or, you know, month plus, and uh, he did have five home runs, but that was his worst average of any year, so he was a little bit of a slow starter last year as well, so maybe a little bit of a silver, silver lining to think that he's getting, he's off to a slow start, kind of like Kyle Tucker was last year.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I, I'm sure his his managers would love to have those five home runs right now, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure, <laughs> I know. Honestly, most most managers would love to have five home runs from any of their players right now, but with, with how much home runs are down across the league this season. Gosh, I know. Well, you know, so another slow
1: starter. We want to get into like some of the well Kansas City Royals. I know Mondesi's out for the year now, but Witt Merrifield, his teammate, also off to just like a dreadful start. Um, I mean, this is a guy who led the league in steals last year, I believe. Or was it was it him or was it Starling Marte? I think it was Merrifield. Was it? I think it
0: was Merrifield. Yeah.
1: But like, I'm I'm trying to pull him up right now and see if he even has a stolen base this year. I he think has he's three. Ba- okay, so at least yeah. he's stealing a little bit. That's good. I mean, but he's you know he's batting what, 136, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> which, you know, this guy's like a, almost a career 300 hitter. So he's off to a really slow start as well. And, you know, no home runs, not a huge power, you know, supply of power there anyway, but like he hit 10 last year, he's hit, he hit 16 in 2019. So just off to a very slow start and the Royals, you know, in general, I think are off to a pretty slow start, but with Monsey out now too, that's, you know, just a little worrisome. Uh, I guess with, with Merrifield, Again, these are not guys we're talking about dropping, but just like we're lowering in our rankings, lowering our expectations.
0: Yeah. I'm not quite as concerned about Merrifield as I am about Simeon either. Um, He's been a little bit unlucky. Uh, His expected batting average is 239, which is not great, but it's a lot better than 136. True. You know, average action velocity is pretty much in line with his career average. Launch angle's right in line with his career average. Yeah. strikeout rate is a little bit higher but not really i mean it's actually it's actually right at his career average it's just been lower the last couple seasons but basically he he looks to me like the player he usually does the thing is he's kind of a marginal hitter to begin with like you're basically just investing in him for the steals you know so right. um it looks like he will still run i mean the fact that he has three steals despite not being on base very often is a promising sign i think. Um, so you'll probably still get your steals with him. I just he is thirty three years old and you wonder if maybe he's in a little bit of decline, but I just there's not that much in the numbers that really say that. I mean his Babip is is the thing that's really killing him and that should that should normalize uh as we move forward.
1: All right. So what about uh what about your guy for Boston, Trevor Story? A lot of people were excited about him coming into the to the season because, you know, going from Colorado it was like he could go anywhere and his his numbers might dip, but Going to Boston was, you know, pretty good landing spot. But Story is off to like a little bit of a slow start himself. How he worried are you on him?
0: <laughs> uh, not, uh, maybe a little bit. But you, you know, you talked about um, split stats uh, and guys that get off to slow starts, and yeah. uh, Story is a guy who has always gotten off to a slow start. Uh, he, uh, he's just a two forty one hitter in in April over his career. <laughs> Uh, his strikeout rate has also been a lot higher in April. Um, I think that's kind of telling. Like it's thirty percent for his career in April, and there's no other month where it's even close to that. So, I think he might be one of these guys that kind of just <laughs> takes a little while to warm up into the season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you know, it's cold in Boston this time of year. It was cold in Denver this time of year too. <laughs> so uh, maybe maybe that's something to do with it with him, but. I'm not panicking about him yet I I do think that when whenever guys do leave Colorado you you have to uh, downgrade them a little bit as we talked about but uh it's still a good situation in Boston I think uh he's gonna heat up eventually and he can still he could still put up some really nice numbers before it's all said and done
1: yeah I would agree he's been betting leadoff like the last six or seven games too and I I mean he's actually he, he had a little like six or seven game hit streak he's not He's not doing that badly. He just, you know, he's he's stolen one base. He doesn't have any home runs yet. I I agree. I think it's going to once it heats up, he's going to heat up and I I actually think Trevor Story this is a guy like I would buy low on absolutely if I could. I don't know what kind of trades are happening for Trevor Story right now, but you know, if I didn't have him, I would trade for him if I'm sitting there, you know, playing a guy like JP Crawford or someone who is doing really well right now off to a hot start, but will it sustain? Maybe not. <laughs> so yeah.
0: I would I would look to trade for a guy like Trevor Story. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's just so much upside there with him. Yeah. So, it's worth it's worth a shot for sure. Uh so the next guy on the list is Paul Goldschmidt and I look at him and his his walk rate and strikeout rate are right in line with his career averages. Uh his BABIP is right in line with the career average as well. Uh he's hitting 269 so it's not like he's really struggling there that badly. The problem is he has not hit a home run yet this season. Um, and there's a reason for that, which is that he's making weaker contact. Uh, his, uh, average exit velocity is 88.8 8 miles per hour, which is significantly lower than it was last season when it was 92.6. Um, his expected batting average is only 225. So he's actually been a little bit fortunate to even be hitting 269 right now. Uh, this is another guy that's a little bit older. He's 34 years old this season. Um, I I don't know. I'm a little, uh, it was, it always seemed a little too good to be true. How, just how good he was last season to begin with. So I think this kind of is pushing me more into that direction of being like, uh, you know, the stars kind of aligned for a a huge bounce back for him last year. But, um, prior to last season, he really was in this situation where he had to choose between whether he wanted to hit for a high average or hit for a lot of power. Right. Um, and we might be back in that in that situation with him right now.
1: Right. Because last year he had a career high 17.1 launch angle and now it's 19.1. So yeah, maybe he is swinging for the fences a little bit too much. Um, But he does have two steals. So you like to see that. I mean, Goldschmidt is a guy who is a non zero at steals. We knew that coming in. So it is nice to get 10 to 12 steals from a guy like Goldie. So, I mean, he had 12 steals last year. He's had, you know, I know, like, back in 2016, he had 32. He's not going to do that again. But, like, he might get 10 or 12 again. So that's nice. He's off to a a good start there in that category at least.
0: Yeah, that's encouraging because he only had one steal in 2020 and two or three in 2019. So uh, that 12 that he had last year kind of came out of nowhere because it had been declining (laughs) for, like, four years in a row. Right. So the fact that he's already nabbed a couple does increase your confidence a little that he might get to double digits again
1: yeah, I'm trying to go silver lining here, but i I do like all your advanced analytics. You got them locked and loaded, but I'm trying to go silver lining with these guys off to the
0: slow start. <laughs> hey, that's good, man. I, you're you're ever the optimist. I, yeah, I, I try to be too, but well, sometimes we gotta we just gotta be realists. I know, and like Randy
1: Rosarena, I actually had him pretty high coming in, and he is he's off to a really bad start. so i don't I don't know what to think about him. Um, like he just hasn't done anything for Tampa Bay this year and i've i've been lowering him in my rankings he's not outside of my top 100 but like he is just falling fast like he's doing nothing and again it's we're two two and a half weeks into the season or so so like
0: mm, three and a half maybe <laughs> is it three? And,
1: is it well yeah i guess you know don't panic it's a long season but like randy rosarena is a guy if i i don't have him in any leagues but like i'd probably just put him on my bench for a while until i see him actually do something
0: yeah, he's another guy with his Statcast numbers don't give you a lot of room for optimism. Right. Uh, expected batting average is 198. Uh, average exit velocity, 87.8 miles per hour, which is down two or three miles per hour from uh, what he's done the last few years. And the launch angle, <laughs> 1.1 1. 1 degrees right Yikes. now. You're not going to hit home runs with that, that kind of a swing. So nope. uh, it's no surprise he has zero home runs uh, so far this year um yeah I don't know he's kind of one of these volatile players you know it's like he strikes out a lot he's got speed and power uh when he's going great he's streaky you know when he's going great he looks like the best player in the league and when he's going badly he looks like this so there will be be better I think there will be better times for him we can't you know solely just focus on the underlying stats uh when it's only been 17 games but um yeah I would definitely bench him for now and hope that he can kind of turn it around. But um, it might be an uphill battle for him to be as good as he was last season.
1: Yeah, and unlike someone like Trevor Story, a Rosarena is not a guy I don't think I would I'd have a hard time trading for him. You know, like that's someone you're looking at, like you said, like the underlying numbers, and it's like, uh, I don't know if I want to trade for that guy. Whereas Story, I just have a little bit more faith. So I think that's true.
0: I agree. <laughs> yeah. Next so guy then, on the list. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, next guy on the list, Jose Abreu. Um, I'm I'm feeling pretty fine about Jose Abreu. Yeah, me uh, too. I just this is a guy where the underlying numbers, are, everything's basically what it normally is. I mean, his strikeout rate is right in line with what it was last season and the year before. Uh, the walk rate's actually higher than it's ever been uh, so <laughs> far, at ten point six percent. That's pretty good. Um, you look at the stackhouse numbers, and uh, his average exit velocity is actually currently the highest of his career at (laughs) 94.6 miles per hour. Uh, His launch angle is exactly the same as it was last season. Uh, His hard hit rate is up. Uh, His expected batting average is about 53 points higher than his actual batting average. Uh, You know, the the White Sox have had a lot of injuries too. So I think that that's been maybe affecting his RBI opportunity some, Uh, but I would expect uh, even though Eloy Jimenez, of course, is going to be out for a while uh they should get Luis Robert back and um Yon Mancada back and eventually they're going to score some runs and he's going to be at the heart of that so uh, I I'm not pushing the panic button at all on Jose Abreu.
1: yeah I would agree with you on there like I've uh you know I do a little I dabble in a little bit of sports gambling as we've talked about and I've been on the White Sox a little bit early on and that has not been profitable because they lost like six or seven games in a row maybe more and yeah they were scoring like one run, three runs, zero runs. I mean, they just have not been putting up any runs. Uh, they just lost today to Kansas City, five to two. Uh, yeah, he has a He he has two, he had a two RBI game on the twenty third, and that was it. So like that's like <laughs> I'm looking at like the last two weeks. That's like the only RBIs he's had. So yeah, it'll it'll come around. Um, runs are down, home runs are down early on right now. I, I just he's another guy I would I would certainly have no problem buying low on.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, the only argument against it, I guess, is that he's 35, but uh, it's just not reflected in the numbers. You know, it's it's sort yeah. of a similar thing to I was mentioning the other day that I had just traded for Nelson Cruz, and it's his numbers <laughs> are down too, but the underlying numbers are, are really strong. He's making really hard contact, so you can't just say, "Oh, he's 41; he must be washed up." When all the all the underlying numbers show that's not the case. Age ain't none but a number, you know. <laughs> exactly. I, know,
1: I noticed you put Javi Baez on this list, but, I mean, how many games has he actually played? <laughs> he's a slow starter, but, I mean, he just came off the IL not long ago, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's only played in eight games so far. Uh, yeah, and he has two home runs in those he, eight games. He does, that's true, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, so maybe he doesn't really deserve to be on the list, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, m- my point with, in putting him on the list was that uh, people might be frustrated just because, uh, you know, he's Hasn't done a lot so far just yeah. because he's been hurt. But I, I think even what he has done, uh, the underlying numbers are pretty good. So, um, he he seems to be healthy now, and uh, I feel pretty good about him going forward. Yeah. Well, the next guy on the list too is JD Martinez,
1: and I feel like he is a guy who's been kind of in and out of the lineup a little bit. And we talked about about guys getting up there in age. Like at some point, JD Martinez is probably going to fall off. And I don't know if this is the year, but like with Jose Abreu. I mean, before the season came in, talking about Martinez, I liked him a lot. I compared him to like an Edgar Martinez, you know, late late in his late in his uh, career, just being a DH. Um, but I wonder if we're seeing the decline, even just health wise, on JD Martinez because he hasn't been like an everyday
0: player lately. Yeah, he's dealing with an abductor strain. Um, yeah, and that was that was nagging him, and then he I think he just reaggravated it again. So that is a little concerning. I mean, that's the kind of injury that can maybe screw with your swing um so that is that is a little bit concerning um for me it's really about health with him more than anything though Uh, i i mean there's some numbers that suggest maybe there is something weird going on with his swing um his launch angle is way down it's uh Mm. it's currently 7.8 degrees last year was 16.9 so (laughs) that's a pretty sizable drop um He's also making very weak contact, 87 mile per hour ex- average exit velocity expected batting average is significantly lower than, than his current 278 mark. marks. So yeah, I mean, he just, uh, maybe that's just cause he's not healthy. You know, he's striking out more than he ever has, or at least than he has in five years or more. So, um, so there could be, there could be something there with the health and you hope at 34 years old that he can, um, get healthy and productive, um, you know, these older guys might not like that cold weather in Boston either. Though <laughs> that's true. Next, <laughs> your, guy bone, on your, list. your bones ache more when you're old. I've, <laughs>
1: I've discovered. Yeah, I've discovered that as well. Yeah. Next guy on your list was Corey Seager. We already kind of touched on him. Did
0: you want to say anything else about Corey Seager? No. I mean, it's just he is what he is. You know, I think he's. I think he's a 300 hitter that is not going to give you huge power numbers and isn't going to really steal bases. But uh, I'm not really worried about his slow start. Yeah. Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds is a guy, like, coming into the season, I'm like, okay,
1: this is a guy who was quietly just like, I don't know, top 15, top 20 outfielder last year. Plays for a bad team, but you could get him late in drafts. But he's off to a really slow start. You know, in 16 games, he's batting 194. Um, he has two home runs. He, he's he's pretty much a zero at stolen bases anyway, but he doesn't have any. Um, only three RBIs. He had 90 last year, so not liking to see that, you know, kind of like a Abreu, you want to see some more RBI opportunities, you know, hitting in the heart of the order. And the Pirates are a bad team. With Abreu, I'm more confident that, like, he'll be fine. And with Brian Reynolds, I'm a little less confident because I just don't know if the RBI, RBI opportunities are going to be there day in and day out in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a big difference between those two teams. So <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned myself. I, Brian Reynolds, to me, seems like, he might be one of those players uh, because people are so, like, up to speed on stats and analytics and all that mm-hmm. nowadays. It's like, as a whole, we as a fantasy community are having a much more educated discussion about all this stuff. Yep. But... but- I think he might be a player that was like so underrated that he became overrated because it's like everybody <laughs> started talking about hey look Brian Reynolds is not being appreciated enough because <laughs> he doesn't like stand out in any one statistical category but he chips in everywhere and has a good plate approach and all this stuff you know but the problem with it is all of that was really based just on last season I mean he was he was good as a rookie as well in 2019 but again that was the year where everybody put up big numbers yep uh, I feel like the, the warning sign was that 2020 season because he really struggled that year. And so far this year, his numbers look a lot like that 2020 season. I mean, it's ever, across the board. You know, in 2020, he hit 189. He's right at 194 right now. Uh, you know, the OBP that year, 275. Right now, it's 265. Uh, the strikeout rate that year, 27.4%. Right now, 27.9. Uh, it's just... Everything yep. uh, average and XBA are the
1: same, like basically right around 200
0: and 230. Both are yeah. the same, yep. Yeah, um, and then you know, the Statcast numbers also, uh, you know, his expected batting average in 2020 was 228, this year it's 219. Uh, the, the average exit velocity, uh, down 87.5 in 2020, 86.9 this year after 89.4 in that big 2021 season, so. Everything you look, it's basically, I don't know, he's kind of like had a Jekyll and Hyde career. It was like good in 2019, bad in 2020, good in 2021, and he's been bad so far this year. And it's it's concerning because like you said, with that Pirates team, there's not going to be a lot of uh, run production numbers to kind of inflate his value. Like he needs to earn all of his value and he's not doing that right now. Let's do a couple more slow starters, and then let's get into some let's get the
1: positivity going. Um, but let's 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 do a couple more. I know Bobby Witt Junior. is on this list. He doesn't he hasn't hit his first you know major league home run yet. He's batting just over the Mendoza line, not doing great. Thirteen for sixty three at the plate. Um, he's playing every day. Um, he's in this lineup. He's he's actually on a one two three four five six seven game hitting streak. So that's nice. Like he's picking up picking that up a little bit. Um, he has stolen bases in each of his last two games. So he's, he's picking things up as of late. That's nice to see. Um, but the power isn't there yet. He's a guy in the, in the like, spring during spring training, we were doing our position previews. I think our third base preview, I said that he could be a top five or something. I, maybe, maybe that was bold predictions. But, yeah, right now, the bold prediction for Bobby Witt is not looking great. But, you know, give it some time. Um, he's coming around lately anyway. So slow starter, but he's starting to come around
0: yeah that's encouraging for sure it's just a question of the power when will that come but yeah but yeah you're right I mean he's hitting right now so uh this is a situation where uh, you can look at the underlying numbers and they're not they don't look very good I mean he's striking out too much he's not hitting the ball very hard um but like you said maybe he's turning the corner right now so uh clearly if you drafted him you're you're not bailing on him by any stretch of the imagination. the upside is still tremendous and it does look like he is going to steal quite a a few bases if he can get on base consistently uh you'd like to see that walk rate come up a little bit though he's barely drawing any walks right now so oh yeah um that would help him have more stolen base opportunities for sure if he can improve that plate approach i mean 3.1 walk rate 26.2 percent k rate that's not what you're looking for but he is a rookie so let's cut him a little slack
1: yeah gosh i'm just looking at his uh Double A and Triple A numbers in twenty last year, his ISO was almost like up at three hundred. I mean, just huge power. He hit what is that? Thirty three home runs across across one hundred and twenty three games. Yeah, want to see the power come, but we'll see. Maybe maybe it will come, but it it, again, it could be one of those things we see power develop late sometimes for guys. Guys get into the show and like the power isn't quite there, and it it develops a little little bit later. So yeah, but you
0: know, sometimes those guys are willing because they're not delivering that power they they actually run more you know yeah. i think that's what we're seeing with like Julio Rodriguez right now right. we could easily have put him on the list too cuz yeah. he's hitting 188 but he already has 6 steals <laughs> he yeah, hasn't hit any homers but 6 steals uh, that that will make up for a lot of uh, struggles at the dish if at least if you play in a categories league
1: and he's a fun player to watch i'll tell you what like Julio Rodriguez fantasy baseball and any fantasy sport should be fun and that that guy is just a fun player to watch so He's, he hasn't hit any home runs yet, but I'll, he's a guy who I would like to have on my team. Just if you're watching you know, Sports Center or something, he's a guy who's on there making plays. Yeah, well, maybe now is the time to
0: buy low. There you go. <laughs> uh, so next up, uh, Jorge Polanco. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his K rate is way up, uh, but so is his walk rate. So I guess that's the optimism. But the problem is that's not really a trade-off that fantasy managers are willing to make. It's not it's, it hurts his overall value. So uh, let's hope this is a small sample size. Cause he has never struck out more than 20% of the time in any of his major league seasons. he's up at 26.4% right now. So uh, that's something that, you know, even if, uh, even if he is hitting the ball decently hard and he's, it's down a little bit um, but not dramatically, but uh, it's really that the swing and mess in his game right now. That's, that's holding him back.
1: I like to see him settle into the lineup somewhere. He batted leadoff today. He's been batting third and fourth in the lineup. He batted, you know, earlier in the season, he was batting first and second. He's been all over the place, batting first through fourth, like every day. I mean, maybe that's just what the Phillies are doing right now. I I don't know. It's kind of hard to get some sense of consistency, probably when you're jumping all over the place in
0: the order. Twins, you mean? Oh, what did I say? Phillies. Phillies. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Twins. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then another shortstop, Carlos Correa, um, I believe I believe he had a good game today. Uh, let's see. He, uh, yeah, three for five with a run and three RBIs today. So maybe that's a, a sign of, of good things to come for Correa. Yeah. You know, I was a little bit low on him anyway coming into the season just because I feel like he's one of these guys that um, it's sort of like Corey Seager, same thing. Like they can give you. I mean, Seager can give you a bit more batting average than Correa, but Correa can give you a decent average. Um, Correa gives you a little more power than Seager, but neither of them offer anything in the stolen base category. So that's kind of the problem uh, there. But Correa just sort of been a mess at the plate so far this season. I mean, he uh, his launch angle is, is down like five degrees from previous seasons. Um, his expected batting average is better than his 167, but it's only 216. Mm. Um so he's striking out a ton, thirty-two point eight percent so far. Uh, that's that's really bad. So uh, I think you know this is another guy like Simeon. You know, new team. Maybe there's some adjustments. I mean, yeah, we don't think about it as fantasy managers, but these guys have to make adjustments off the field too. They're living in a new place. Uh, you know, got got to find a new home. Got to you know work on your commute got to meet new <laughs> friends i don't know <laughs> so he's in it's a... he's in
1: philly right with Jorge Polanco?
0: yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway i just you know i think maybe maybe the new team explains part of it i was like yeah. i said a little more down on him to begin with but he should rebound uh, to pretty close to his typical uh numbers i would guess
1: yeah i would agree well, let's let's get into some of the fast starters here um we've got a we've got a handful of those guys i think we had a lot more slow starters but uh Wander Franco is a guy in the preseason we were both down on I think you know I was looking at him as a guy that I don't know I just didn't see the numbers he was being overhyped to me as like this breakout superstar without really seeing what he could do like obviously he's a guy who can bat 300 but other than that I just didn't really see you know the home runs and the stolen bases and everything but he's off to a great start and um I don't know. I don't really have much to say about, like, <laughs> what my preseason predictions were for
0: Wander, but he's off to a great start, and he's proven me wrong. Oh, has he, though? So, uh, how many home runs do you think Wander Franco is going to hit? Uh, he's got four he He's got yeah, 17 he's got games. So, yeah. how many do you think he's going to have by the end of the season?
1: Well, I mean, I guess he has four now. I would say he has 20, maybe 25. I don't know. I guess it depends on if he keeps up that pace. I mean, it is still very early, so... Yeah. He could hit ten, I suppose, and just have a great April.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, his launch angle is seven point four degrees, which is very low. So he's not he's not really taking a home run swing, you know? Right. Um he's he's happens to already have four home runs and, and I mean he's he's hitting the ball very hard. Like I mean, don't get me wrong, this guy is an extremely exciting player because he's both making a lot of contact and he's making very hard contact. So yeah. uh that's a great combination, you know. Um but I I just I don't know. I still don't know that he's going to be this big uh home run hitter or and he's has one steal so far. So it's not yeah. like, you know, he's suddenly uh running all over the base paths or anything like that. You know? So uh I don't know. I, I, I still feel like he could hit 330 or something, you know what I mean? Like, that <laughs> yeah. wouldn't surprise me. But I still think the power uh, and the speed might be a little bit uh, lacking. Like, he still, even with this great start, I'm still thinking he might be a player that's better in uh, real life than he is in fantasy, or at least better in points leagues than he is in a standard five 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 roto league.
1: I think that's true. I think both might be true. I mean, if you had told me that, like, Anthony Rizzo, who hit three home runs the other night in Yankee Stadium against the Orioles, I think it was. I mean, then I would say, okay, well, maybe Wander Franco's just off to a hot start. He's hitting over the short porch. But, you know, he has three of his four home runs are at home in Tampa, and the other one was in Wrigley. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll see as it as it goes along. But, like, I could see him hitting 20, 25 home runs. I don't see him, like, on this huge pace of hitting 30 or more. And I think that's preseason. I think that's what people were kind of projecting, that he would just had this huge breakout season be like a, I don't know, 30-15 guy or something like that. And i, I maybe pump the brakes on that. He's definitely going to hit for a high average, but yeah, we'll see. He, he probably is going to be better in real life uh, versus fantasy, but he's off to a good start.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's We'll see. I mean, there are some yeah. other guys with lower launch angles that are home run guys. Um, yeah, guys have but- done it. They they have, but I don't know with the current number. I mean, there's guys like Alex Verdugo and Xander Bogarts, guys like that in that um, in that range. DJ LeMahieu, guys like that. They're they're good players, you know, but they're not massive home run guys. So yeah. uh, so we'll just have to see what happens there. I know we're supposed to be optimistic. Wander <laughs> Franco is a phenomenal talent. Uh, I just would pump the brakes a little bit on like thinking he can quite maintain what he's doing so far.
1: Yeah. All right, next guy on the list, Jazz Chisholm Jr., another guy who, you know, before the season started, I was pretty low on him, but he's batting 308. He has four home runs as well, uh, 15 RBIs. He's 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 doing great. He has, let's see, how I mean, he has four stolen bases as well. I mean, he's just hitting, he's a five-category guy just on a tear. I don't know what he is in, in leagues. He's got to be like a top-20 overall guy, maybe even top-10. Jazz Chisholm is just tearing it up. Um he had a great season last year, played 124 games, and had, you know, he batted, he only batted 248, but he had 18 home runs, he had 23 stolen bases, so this is a guy who projects as like a potential, you know, 25-25 or even a 30-30 type guy, and he's off to like a torrid start, so what do you think about Jazz Chisholm Jr.?
0: Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I was probably a little too low on him coming into the season two. I, you know, I still think there are some underlying numbers that suggest some regression I mean he's not a 300 hitter let's get this out of the way straight <laughs> away but can he be a decent enough batting average guy that he's not like a huge liability there that's like the question with him because you're what you said is absolutely true the power and the speed are both there in large degrees so uh, if he can just hit like 260 or something like that he's gonna be a really valuable fantasy player. You know, most of the projection systems had him hitting more like 235, you know. Um, but I feel like this this start that he's off to is encouraging. I mean, um his expected batting average is 263, which is a lot lower than 308, but it's it will play, definitely, with the power <laughs> and speed that this guy has. So, um I'm I'm like cautiously optimistic about the breakout. I mean, he still does strike out his fa- a fair amount. Um and that's probably not going to change, but uh, but I think he might be at least able to hit in that 250, 260 range.
1: Yeah. Well, you told me a while ago that Anthony Santander wasn't a guy who keeps who walks, but he keeps walking. You know, and he's a guy who's who's also off to a hot start. I'm going to mention him any chance I get. Anthony Santander.
0: <laughs> Again, I feel like I'm going to the bank just every time with this guy. <laughs> you and Lauren should get together. You both love Anthony Santander. I, yeah. Yeah, we should.
1: We'll have a have a beer and talk about Anthony Santander. There you
0: go. I what mean, a, he's hitting two forty one, same as last year. <laughs> hey, he's got
1: he's got a pair of home run. He hit home runs in back to back games. I'm excited. <laughs> His
0: numbers look exactly like last year, <laughs> <laughs> except he is walking more. We'll see. We'll That's see. That's we'll true. See. He's walking a lot more. That's true.
1: <laughs> but who who knows? Maybe it's a stay. There's some yeah. way more exciting guys to talk about though. Um, Nolan Arenado. Uh, you know, Manny Machado. These are two third basemen who, you know, we we both had as probably top five or six third basemen. I think Nolan Arenado, people might have had down a little bit lower. And then uh, we've probably both moved him up. Um, both guys are off to just a, a great, great starts. Um, I, I mean... Rafael Devers as well. Um if we just want to talk about third baseman real quick, I moved him up. Like Devers was a guy I probably before the season had ranked at 20th and now I have him like in my top 12. So I'm moving a lot of these third basemen up in my rest of season rankings just because they're all off to a hot start and third base is a position where I, I don't know. I think if I were redrafting today for some reason, I would I would take these guys probably like in my in the first 2 to 3 rounds for sure, all of them. Yeah. Especially yeah. Devers, but
0: yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, cause I actually moved Devers down a few spots and it's not because he hasn't been great. It's just because some other guys, I felt like I had to put above him. Like I, I had to put Ronald Acuna above him now that he's yeah. back. And I had to put Mike Trout and Bryce Harper above him cause they're just tearing the cover off the ball right <laughs> now. Uh, and they both just look like peak at their peak powers right now, you know, whereas Devers, it, he's been very good, but not quite, uh, quite at that level. But you know, I was the high guy on Devers coming into the season. I had him, I believe, sixth overall in my rankings uh, coming into the season. So I'm feeling pretty good about about uh, that ranking at this point. Um, oh, Arenado has been maybe like the hottest hitter in the league so far this season. Uh, I don't know exactly what to make of it. I mean, I think he's good. He's definitely good, but I, don't, I still don't think he's this good. Um, you know, his underlying numbers are pretty much in line with his career averages, except for uh, two and that's his launch angle uh, and his strikeout rate and uh, his strikeout rate's up a little bit. Uh, his launch angle is up a ton. It's up at twenty six point four degrees, which is hmm. that's a real uppercut swing. So he's swinging for the fences right now. Um, it's working at the moment because he's put five over the fence. But uh, if he doesn't keep up that home run pace, uh, most of those fly balls are going to turn into outs. So. Um, you know his expected batting average is 3.05 which is great but it's he's hitting 3.75 right now so um i i think we're going to see a, a a healthy amount of batting average regression for him uh, it's interesting that he's he's really going with that power approach um i would say when it's all said and done his numbers are probably going to look pretty similar to last year uh probably the batting average will be higher just cuz he's off to this great start but uh, he had 34 home runs last year. I I would guess he still ends up right around there.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And it, you didn't I don't think you mentioned his walk rate. His walk rate's way up too, to, up at 12%. So if he's, you know, if he's not uh if he's not hitting the ball, the people are walking him. So his on-base percentage is, you know, at a career high in these first 17 games that he's played. So if you're in a league that does on-base percentage or a points league, he's he's very valuable there. So he's doing pretty well yeah, world, he's
0: definitely so. seeing the ball really well right now. I yeah. have no doubt about it. And that, that will lead to more walks too.
1: Yeah. Anything you want to say about Machado?
0: Well, you know, I love Manny Machado and I had him ranked very highly coming into the season. So um, I've even bumped him up a little bit higher, but I think I was one of the highest uh, rankers of Machado coming into the year. I think I had him 15th overall yeah. uh, coming into the season. I've I bumped him up to 11 now because he's been so great, but um, I just, what, what's not to love about Manny Machado he, <laughs> he 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 can be a true five category stud I mean he uh he hits for power he steals bases he drives in runs um he you know he's had multiple years where he hit right around 300 so uh that's the that's the one that fluctuates a little more like some years he's hit anywhere from like 255 to 305 uh from year to year but um I don't know, maybe this is going to be one of those 300 years, you know? Uh, So uh, I'm pretty excited. And once they get Tatis back, that's obviously going to be a big boost to his uh, run production uh, numbers as well.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does in the stolen base department because he had that huge game against Atlanta back on April 14th where he he went uh, five for six, had four runs, two stolen bases, a home run, two RBIs. But that's not to throw a wet blanket on anything because he's been ripping the cover off the ball lately. As well, so, um, but like I think the stolen bases might come like in bunches or something with Machado. I wouldn't expect him to be getting you a ton of stolen bases, but still, he's he's getting you plenty uh, for his age and what he can do and what, where you drafted him. You didn't draft him to get you thirty stolen bases, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean stolen bases, like we've said before, like they they, they they do come in bunches. But yeah, I mean he now has uh, twenty-one steals since the start of the twenty-twenty season, and what is that about? <sighs> 230 games something like that so you know it's like a it's like a 15 steal pace basically uh, so i think that might be on the higher end but I, I would expect he gets in that 10 to 15 range
1: i thought you were going to do some math live on the show again that was one of my favorite things you did <laughs> <laughs> carry <laughs> the for, three <laughs> really makes for a great podcast when you start doing I, I, I at least math. want to be like
0: beep boop boop
1: boop 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 <laughs> while i'm doing it Oh man! All right. Well, how about another third baseman, Ty France? I mentioned you know ripping the cover off the ball. He's been you know off to a hot start. He's batting three sixty six, Sorry, but this is a guy who, I mean, you should kind of expect him to bat three hundred or better. So while he'll probably regress a little bit, like this is a guy where he he should hit for a high average. But he has five home runs. He had he he had just eighteen home runs in one hundred fifty two fifty two games last year. Um, But yeah, like. I think Ty France is a guy to get excited about. He's a guy where I'm placing. I'm, I'm placing a bet on Seattle to win or cover. I'm throwing Ty France hit on the line as well if I'm throwing a prop in there because he just seems to get a hit every game. Ty France is on fire.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, th- I think he's another guy I was a lot higher on uh, than the consensus coming into the season. You know, my my standard talking point on on Ty France uh, in March was why pay for Jake Cronenworth when you can get Ty France for much cheaper and he he'll be just as good if not better and uh he's been a lot better so far oh yeah uh, that was right <laughs> yeah and i've i've just kind of loved ty france ever since i saw what he did in triple a in 2019 when he hit 399 with 27 homers in <laughs> 76 games it was like the most crazy run of production i've ever seen and um now granted that was in the pacific coast league which is notably uh hitter friendly <laughs> but i mean th- ever since i saw those numbers i've kind of been on the thai france bandwagon and yeah i mean the it was a little disappointing that the the power last year but when you hit 291 uh that makes that 18 homers play a lot better and yeah. I-, I would still keep the the home run expectations in check with him um you know i i don't think he's suddenly going to be a 30 home run guy I, but i think he can absolutely hit 300 and he could hit he'll probably at least get to 20 home runs for the first time in his career and could get to 25 uh so yeah i love him he's he's also only striking out 10.8% of the time so far this year which is a very strong mark so and all the statcast numbers back up what he's doing his expected batting average is actually even higher than his 366 Batting average, so he's the real deal. Yeah, it's a good point on the like the home run. His launch angle is actually down versus what it has been. It's gone
1: down every every year, and now it's under ten. Um, he's still hitting home runs, but his hard hit rate's up. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see like if he gets that launch angle back up and, and continues hitting home runs, or if he's you know putting line drives out. Um, <clears throat> next on the list, well, I, I added uh, Byron Buxton to the list. I know you sent me a list earlier of all these guys were high and low on. Over the last couple weeks, but Buxton's a guy I wanted to add just because when he's been playing, he's been hot, and he's he's missed a little bit of time. I think he missed five games due to a knee injury, Um, but like when he started the season, uh, the last few games, I think he last couple games he's he went over four over four, so (laughs) not much there. But this is a guy preseason I was like really down on because you know he's a guy like Adalberto Mondesi that I'm just waiting for the injury to happen. And I'm just worried that he'll play a whole season and all that, and while that could still come, I think gotta move Buckson up he's very he's a very exciting player, and when he's playing, he's doing really good really good stuff,
0: yeah, well, I mean he's already had one injury scare this season, so yeah, uh <laughs> I think that that concern is still very much a concern uh, i mean when he had when he suffered that injury this year, it people thought he was gonna be out for the season it looked but it looked much worse than it turned out to be. So he kind of dodged a bullet there, but yeah, I mean, going back to last season, he's just been phenomenal um, when he's been on the field. And uh, that's certainly continued this year. I mean, right now his average exit velocity is 97.2, which I'm going to look that up real quick on stack cast. Cause I think that has to be uh, right among the highest, uh, if not the highest in the entire league uh, right now. So uh, beep boop 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 boop. I'm um, <laughs> <this is laughs> pulling up baseball savant and um, and uh, pulling up the average exit velocity uh, leaders here. And yeah, he's he, he's actually number one because he doesn't have enough uh, at bats to qualify. But uh, Stanton is number one right now, Giancarlo with yeah. ninety six point eight degrees, and Buxton would have that beat. So yeah, I mean. That's we've always known the skills were there with Buxton. It's just a question of consistency and health. And uh, I'm still a little worried. I mean, he's also strike striking out a lot. He's, I mean, it's only 12 games, but his K rate is over 30%. So that's a little bit of a red flag as well. Uh, In terms of the batting average, I would expect that to come down. Um, But yeah, I mean, this guy's got all the skills in the world. So uh, you just hope he can stay healthy and finally put together that career year that we've been uh, hoping for, for years. Well, you mentioned Stanton. Um, we didn't include him
1: here, obviously, because he's not off to, like, a huge start. He only has three home runs. He's batting 242. But his underlying numbers are really good. I mean, like, I think he's a guy kind of like maybe Kyle Tucker who's getting a little bit unlucky. So he had a home run uh, yesterday against Baltimore. I, th- I think he's going to come around. He-, he was the guy, like, before the season started, I was kind of like, he's your poor man's Aaron Judge on the same team. Like, I'd rather take him, you know, however many rounds later, six or seven rounds later. So, yeah. Uh, I like, uh, I like I I like like Stanton, even though he hasn't been off to a, a hot start. And his teammate, Anthony Rizzo, I think he, as of yesterday, anyway, he was leading the league in home runs after that three-home run performance. And I was listening to the CBS podcast, and they were talking about, like, the numbers from that game, and his launch angle was, like, 50% or something ridiculous. <laughs> it might have been 40. I don't know, but it was just, like, if it wasn't in Yankee Stadium with the wind blowing out, like, two of those home runs would have just been, like, long outs. But... He does play in Yankee Stadium, and Anthony Rizzo is off to a hot start. Um, so he's a guy to consider. I mean, in the offseason, we didn't know where he would go, and he, he came back to Yankee Stadium. He, Anthony Rizzo just feels like a New York name, right? right? Like a Yankee. Um, Rizzo. He just, he just fits, and maybe he feels at home. I don't know. Like Rizzo just feels like he could be a really I, – I moved him up a lot in my first base rankings. What about you?
0: I don't know what to make of Rizzo. I mean, I used to in in this keeper league I'm in. I used to have him for several years, and he was frustrating. I mean, his numbers just kind of went, you know, fizzled out basically in the yeah. last couple of years. I mean, the power in particular um, just sort of uh, dwindled uh, last season. Twenty-two home runs. I mean, he used to he had thirty plus four years in a row back in 2014 to. 2017 and he hasn't really sniffed 30 since um yeah it certainly looks like he might this year but (laughs) and I agree like that short porch for left-handed power uh if it's it's it fits his game perfectly so he's definitely in the right home environment to maximize his skills but he only hit eight home runs uh with the Yankees last year in in 49 games and he's already got eight in 18 games with them this year so I, I don't know I mean I is it just a hot streak? or I mean, how much the part can make a difference, but I don't think it yeah. can make that big a difference. You know, I still think maybe he gets to 30 home runs now because of the hot start, but over the course of the season, I, I think he's going to hit more at like a 25 home run pace, which is still fine. But um, he's not really a batting average guy anymore. And, you know, earlier in his career, he had a few 290 seasons, but uh, I'm not really expecting that. I think maybe you're looking at like 250, 260. Yeah. Uh, with a 25 homer pace going forward and plenty of runs in RBIs with the Yankees.
1: And he'll turn 33 this year. He'll probably hit the IL for a little bit. I mean, he hasn't played a full season really since 2018 where he played 153 games. I mean, he usually has an IL stint or two, so you can probably factor that into to the discussion as well.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, so I think, I think we're good on the movers and shakers. I do want to mention a couple notable injuries you mentioned in yeah. passing out Alberto Mondesi yeah uh, we found out today that he did tear his ACL so he is going to be out for the rest of the season which is a real bummer Uh we know like Buxton just how dynamic he can be at least from a fantasy perspective I mean Buxton is a much more powerful hitter than Mondesi but when it comes to the Roto game uh, Mondesi is a secret weapon so that's a bummer and then Eloy Jimenez is going to be out six to eight weeks after hamstring surgery. He was my like breakout pick of the season, so I'm very bummed about that one. I, you know, This is the second year in a row where he's going to yeah. miss a huge chunk of the season.
1: I put a couple bucks on him to lead the league in home runs, so that's dead.
0: <laughs> couple bucks. Oh, man, you're a couple bucks I, out. That's I know. brutal.
1: <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man. I, I talked to you about Dinger Tuesday earlier this week. I need to wait until it gets warmer to do Dinger Tuesday because that really... That really got me. Those those were $25 bets, and they didn't really pan out like I wanted them
0: to. Oh, I, now is not the time to be betting on dingers. There's no. dingers are way down across yeah. baseball. So. I'm just
1: going to take a couple weeks off, wait till we get some warm weather, get a nice matchup where it's like, I don't know, Tyler Anderson for the Dodgers at Kyle Freeland for... The Rockies, you know. Well, there you just, go. Yeah, go I, I'm when in doubt, wait. go to Coors Field in yeah, June. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna wait for like the nice matchup and then I'll 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 put my money there. But I'm gonna yeah. hold off for a couple weeks there. That sounds good.
0: Uh, uh so <laughs> anyone else you wanna mention? I know sometimes we like to talk about some deeper names uh who jumped up our rankings. Uh you know, Jorge Mateo is one guy I feel like we, we should at least discuss. I mean, we did mention yeah. him a little in the waiver wire, but this guy just keeps stealing bases. I mean, yeah, he does. If you play in a league <laughs> where you need steals like I mean, he's become, I mean, he's his roster percentage is still only 27%, which is in Yahoo leagues, which is a little surprising to me. I mean, the guy already has seven steals and he is eligible at three different positions. So, I felt he like he merited nine a pretty for the Orioles. What more do you want? I mean, come on, guys, pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually he batted 6th today. Ooh, moving on up. Progress, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on up, yep, Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I, you know, we mentioned Taylor Ward. I think on at least last week's waiver, you know, show if not this week's, but he just keeps crushing. He has three home runs in his last four games. He he's just, I mean, he's he's going off. He's breaking out. Uh, he's plus forty three percent roster percentage in his, in the last day on Yahoo. So if he's still out there, he's you know go pick him up. Um, he's not there in either of my leagues that I'm in, but.
0: Go he went for Taylor a pretty Ward. sizable fab bid in my league, like 10% of the season budget. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, How good do you think he can be, though? That's that's my question. I mean, is he really... He's 28 years old, and I was telling people to pick him up. So believe me, I was excited. I pointed to the fact that he had that season in AAA in 2019 where he hit 306, 27 homers, 11 steals yeah, in 106 games. And I was like, that sounds pretty good if he can come close to that at the major league level but i think i i worry people's expectations could be getting a little out of whack i mean he's on completely on fire out of his mind right now and that's obviously not going to last all season
1: sure and like he's only played 11 games i mean it's a very small sample size but he is a former like first round pick it'll just be interesting to see like what happens with him versus brandon marsh joe dell uh you know trout's back and now just mashing as well so there's only so many places you can put him. Uh, Jared Walsh has been kind of struggling. If we were talking about slow starters, he's, he's been a slow starter. So he's a guy who probably DH is some, so they could sit him a little bit, maybe they will be, uh, I don't know, a little bit, uh, they'll figure out a place for Taylor Ward if he, if he keeps hitting. So, uh, I guess we'll have to just wait and see. Um, yeah, not, not a whole lot more guys. I mean, we've talked about so many of these guys like in our waiver show, um, I do want Sorry. to
0: mention Nolan Gorman hit two more home runs. To, uh, <laughs> oh it's, my goodness! It's getting to the point where like he just has to get called up soon. I mean, I I'm not sure they have any choice. Like he's forcing the issue, you know. Right. Um So if he, I would, you know, I know in redraft leagues there's a hesitation to stash guys in the minors, but I think he might be a guy you you want to get in front of if you have if you have like a decent number of bench spots.
1: Yep i, I like the I like the beat the waiver wire thing. You know, like add guys but in, in certain situations depending on your league and how savvy people are you may not want to add him if like there's no like imminent uh move up for him because you add him and then you keep him for a week and then you drop them and then someone sees like hmm why'd this person add nolan gorman <laughs> and then you start getting wise to what you're doing
0: <laughs> yeah once you once you add them you're you're really committing to holding you are. them for the season so that's the way you got to think of with those with Those prospect pickups, and that's why I would Agreed. only reserve it for guys like Gorman who are going thermonuclear, <laughs> <laughs> which he is, yeah. Ty, Ty France style from the miners, like exactly. you were saying earlier. Exactly. All right, well, I think that was a good conversation. We're right at about an hour here, so we'll wrap it up. Yeah, uh, thank you all so much for listening. uh Please do check out our new updated rest of season fantasy baseball rankings at rosrankings.com. Uh, we will be uh, doing another one of these shows next Thursday looking at the pitchers uh, in the top 100 who have moved up or down our rankings the most. Uh, so you'll want to stick around or, or join us again, I should say, for that mm-hmm. one. Um, we may also even sneak in a football show next week, TBD. So stay tuned for more info on that one. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew underscore
1: And you can follow me on Twitter at Barton Wheeler. We appreciate everyone listening to the podcast. If you like the show, please follow, subscribe, rate, and review. We are out of here.
0: We gone. You've been listening to the Rest of Season Rankings podcast. Go to www.rosrankings.com for more.